be here by Mr. Dennis Childers. Let's bow our heads. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, first of all, thank you so very much uh, for this wonderful day. Thank you for your gift of life and gift of love. Uh, thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that moves in our life. Uh, thank you, Lord, for promising to always be present, uh, even when we don't know you're present. Uh, thank you for, for being there for us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 First of all, I would like to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Yes. I want you to stand if you're a father. Stand if you're a father. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. Thank you. You all may be seated. All right. I want you to stand if you're a single mother and you raised them by yourself. Stand up. Amen. Thank you all so much for carrying that role on and doing that for us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, uh, just so uh, a Father's Day is a special day. Uh, it's not as, as, as they say, as special as Mother's Day, but it is pretty special. Um, so I just want to say to all the fathers, happy Father's Day. I want to read something to you. Uh, I won't be before you very long, but I want to read something to you. Um, and then I'm going to get into the sermon. Um, and so... Uh, let me see something real quick. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. That, this, and none of that. that. There you go. All right. I'm going to go back. Okay. Take. All right. Yeah, we, we good. All right. So, <clears throat> uh, Nari, put the, uh, put the, um, the, the opening scripture from Psalms 27. Uh, I want to read something to you. Um, the, the title of our message today is The Father's Love. Everybody say Father's Love. Uh, but I want to read something to you before we get started. Uh, it's out of the uh, Jesus Calling book. Um, and it's for today's date. It says, uh, you are my beloved child. I chose you before the foundation of the world to walk with me along paths designed uniquely for you. Concentrate on keeping in step with me. Instead of trying to anticipate my plans for you, if you trust that my plans are to prosper you and not harm you, you can relax and enjoy the present moment. Your hope and your future are rooted in heaven, where eternal ecstasy awaits you. Nothing can rob you of your inheritance uh, of an unimaginable riches and well-being. Sometimes I grant you glimpse of your glorious future to encourage you and spur you on. But your main focus should be staying close to me. I set the pace in keeping with your needs. I'm going to say it again. I set the pace in keeping with your needs and 
my purpose. Hear them well. So, so God is interested in you. Amen? He's interested in you. All right? Uh, in John uh, 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, God had a special interest being the king in colonization. So he wanted to create this place called Earth, and he wanted to inhabit it with us. And he wanted us to really have a glorious, glorious life in conjunction with him. And he wanted us to have knowledge and power about him because knowing who he is makes a difference in our lives. And it's important to understand when you know whose you are and who you are, right? Uh, nothing or nobody or nothing uh, can stop you, right? And it's important for us to understand that and know that at an early age. In Genesis, when God said in that 26th verse, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. He says, and, and then I want them to have dominion, right? Um, in this kingdom, God wanted us to really know who we are are and the power we have right uh, it doesn't matter uh, where you were raised or who raised you or uh, 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 what home or the community or the condition if we know whose we are and who we are right nothing and nobody could ever ever stop us from being everything God intended for us to be. You have to understand who you are, right? Uh, and whose you are. And you have to understand that God had a plan for you, right? Uh, and his plan was to prosper you and not harm you. He goes on in 27, so God created man in his own image, and then he blessed him. And he told them, I want you to be fruitful, and I want you to multiply. And now it's important to understand, it doesn't matter uh, what's going on around you. What matters is what's going on in you. Everybody say in. Right? Uh, and it's, it's so important to understand what's going on in me. I have to know, without a shadow of a doubt, Ava, that God lives inside of me. Right? And because of that, I am so brilliant, right? And so articulate, right? And so skillful and so talented because he resides in me. Now, regardless of what my teacher may say or what my counselor may say, or even sometimes what my mother or father may say, or my grandparents or my aunts, my neighbors or my friends, it does not matter. One thing I know for sure, Spence is that God resides 
in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Let's say that again. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now, I, I, I'm somebody when I know that I know. Uh, and sometimes you can live in a community where someone just builds you up and you feel like you can conquer the world. And some people, uh, people think they're slow when they're really fast. They just make you think they're slow. And sometimes we, uh, in our mirror, and we're looking in the mirror, sometimes we're in our room, and we know how smart we are. We just don't know how to articulate it. We don't know how to let people know who I am, right? Uh, but one thing, if you ever realize who you are, right, uh, it's going to be a world of a difference in your life. All right? The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, I'm not going to say the enemy is this devil, but there's an energy and there's a negative spirit out there, mission is to distract you and cause you to go off course and do things that's detrimental to you. It'll make you mess up your life. Don't nobody else? Because nobody else has power over you. Right? It'll make you mess up your life. Right? And, and so it, it, it dangles things out in front of you. And, and if you mess around and bite that carrot, uh, that thing will mess your life up. I was sitting there. I told my wife. Uh, my ankle was swole, and I told my wife, I said, I know I've been consuming too much salt, right? And because I consume this salt, uh, my body uh, 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 swell up if I don't watch it, right? So in the middle of the praise and worship song, I had to go to the bathroom, right? So I had to go because I had to use the restroom. Well, I had to take water pills, right? And the water pills is because uh, if I don't be careful, this salt it will cause this fluid to come in my body, and I have to get it out. So I doubled up today, right, because I didn't feel my ankles. Well, the problem is, I said, I better go to the bathroom now in case I get in the middle of the sermon. And I start going, and then uh, uh, Sister Pentecost is going to think I'm shouting, and she's going to start dancing. The Lord is good, and I'm on my way to the bathroom. He said, Pastor's running. Ain't he good? And, you know, and Regina going to run behind me. She said, what do you do it? And she'll be running. And, and she's going to follow me right to the bathroom. So I thought I better go before the spirit get high. Right? Well, that's, that's what it's all about. But what I consume in my body affects my body. Right? So what you consume affects you. Right? Whether it's physical or spiritually or emotionally. Right? So you got to be careful uh, what's coming inside of you because the enemy comes in all different forms or shapes or spirits or energies that come in to cause you not to be what God intended for you to be. Right? And so if you don't understand that, uh, you go around depressed. Your anxiety levels up and, and you're scared and you're afraid and, and you're fearful. And God does not give us a spirit of fear. Amen. He didn't give us that. So when I'm afraid and I'm anxious, I already know that an enemy has attacked me. Right? And I got to get him off my back or get her off my back 
I, because they're trying to destroy me. And if I don't watch it, I keep going down and down and down, and, and I'm blaming on somebody else when the problem is really me. Right? It's never external. It's really internal. Right? And so, and once you get it right on the inside, you get it right on the outside. All right? Uh, so, uh, in Genesis 20, in Genesis 2 and 7, it said, and God formed man from the dust of the ground, and God breathed, everybody said breathed, into his nostrils the breath of life. Right? It's a father's love. It's because God is the father. And he loved us so much that he was willing to breathe his breath into you and give you life. That's how much he loved you, right? He said, I want you to live and not die. He said, I, he said, I want you to be successful. He said, I want you to have my power. So I'm going to breathe into you my breath of life. He said, then if you understand it, you have so much power, right, that nothing can ever stop you. Right? So, so he started off and he's, he created us and he breathed into us the breath of life. Right? And here's the thing. Some of us, we were so important that the church uh, called us a whole lot of stuff. Uh, and uh, things happen, and, and your mom or your dad, uh, in some cases, uh, uh, made out and had you. And everybody called you a bastard child, or, or they told your mama was a this, and your daddy wasn't no good, and all this here, not knowing that God had to use them to bring a gift into the world. And you happened to be the gift. So don't let anybody tell you uh, anything negative about this or that because you're so important that God, uh, through all the stuff that's going on and all these sperms flying around trying to catch his egg and this one caught and you are the end result of something God wanted to use to be a blessing in the world. Now, all the things that Satan was trying to do, not Satan, all the things that this negative image or whatever, whatever you want to call it, I don't want to give it no power, tried to distract you, God brought you here. Amen. Some of you all was premature. Some of you all was very sickly. You had uh, all kind of stuff going on in your body and all that, but you're still here. And, and you were raised in a home where your house was a mess and life was a mess and, and they say you weren't going to amount to nothing and you're going to end up in jail or, or you're going to end up on the streets and you're going to end up there. But they are a liar and the truth is not in them. And you made it through when they thought you wouldn't. All right. But God knew uh, before they ever came together, he had a plan. He said they don't even know each other. But I'm going to bring them together, man, just for you. That's how special you are. So uh, that's how special God loves you. You are his baby. You know how it is when you have your baby, you're so excited. You are his baby. And he said, oh, this is mine. Anything 
He's source. He's responsible for resourcing. Right? So since God sourced you, he said, I'm obligated to resource you. So he keep on trying to bless you and keep on trying to show you. And sometimes you don't realize it's him. You thought it was them. But it really was God blessing you. Because he promised a resource what he sourced. So he took care of you. Right? And now, uh, so, so we got to know without a shadow of a doubt that his love is so magnificent and so grand uh, that nothing can get around it, over it, or under it. That's how big his love is for you. Right? And so uh, I'm somebody. Everybody say I'm somebody. I thought Jesse Jackson was just talking, but I think he knew what he was talking about. All right? So now, it's important. So in John chapter 20, uh, the writer was writing in verse number 19, he says, now, now watch this here. There uh, Jesus had went uh, and they had killed him and uh, put him on the cross. And, uh, and, and so they was kind of worried because he was their leader, right? Uh, and so they didn't realize uh, who God really was. They, they really had no idea. They knew who Jesus was. They still was kind of leery about it, all right? So Jesus had to tell them that I'm really a human being. Now, everybody, I want you to get this here because he, would, he had a dual personality. I say that for your sake. He was dual. He was divine and human. Everybody said divine, divine and human. Right now, it's important for us to understand that because your divinity and your humanness means something. And God was trying to let you guys understand because you didn't know. Right? And you was coming later on in life, thousands of years later, when Jesus is gone. Right? And so he says, I got to let them know, and I'm going to leave on record so they can understand the story. And here's what he says in, in 19. Jesus had been taken to Calvary. He's gone. They go to his tomb, resurrect his body, right? They told us, hey, Jesus is alive. Now, here's the thing. I want you to get this, right? Because some people don't believe it was real, right? So I'm going to roll with it for a minute, right? But here's the thing you got to remember. Right? When you dig down in history, and I went down deep down, right? When you dig down and you go down deep and you figure something out, right? Uh, that before there was, he was. Right? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then when you get into the 18th verse, I mean the 14th verse of the first chapter, he says, and the Word became flesh. So what God, what God, almighty Jehovah God, what he wanted to do, he wanted you all to see his expression in real life. So he comes into human form. Now watch the power of God for you so you don't ever miss this, right? He comes and he impregnates this girl, right? This girl has a baby. Now the power of it is that God is residing in the womb of the woman and in the mind of the baby, right? So, so now, just like you, right? Uh, just like God resided in your mother and in the womb and in the mind, right? And he wanted us to understand something, right? He wanted us to know that you can overcome anything, even death if you know who you are, right? And it's important. Everybody say important. 
So I don't want you guys to miss this here, right? So Jesus uh, comes back, and then Thomas, one of the disciples, said, I don't even believe that he's here because nobody believed that a dead man can rise. Now, I want you to follow this. So when you dig down deep, what made the Christians before the Roman Empire, right, before Alexander the Great, all right, and, and, and Ptolemy and all those guys, when you go way back, right, what made the people that called themselves Christian, but they weren't called Christians at the time, all right, because uh, uh, that name was given them because they had the characteristics of their leader, right? Their love was so strong, it was so different and so unique, right? Uh, but the beauty and the thing that was so interesting, right, about this thing, uh, he goes back and he lets them know that I have some work for you to do, and I want to show you how powerful it is. Here's what you're going to do, Margaret. You're going to heal some sick people, right? Some people are going to be dead, and you're going to give them life again, right? It's going to be some people, man, when they, they think it's all over, you're going to be able to speak into their life and get them to understand who God is. And once they understand it, it's going to transform them, and they're going to become new creatures. The old thing is going to pass away, and they're no longer going uh, to be what they used to be. Now, here's the thing. It was important that God do it as a human because you wouldn't believe it, right? What made them, this is important, willing to die in the lion's den, right? What made them get burned upside down, boiling hot oil, all this crazy stuff that was going on, was when they realized that their Savior had risen. Right? And they had some eyewitnesses that talked about it. Right? They were willing to give their life up. Now, when you know that God did what he did for you in your life, it don't take nobody else to tell you who he is. Because you experienced it yourself. So Thomas, here's what he says in the 19th verse. It says, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. Now, here's why they were behind locked doors, because they were just like some of us. They were afraid and scared. Sometimes we operate in fear, right? And when we operate in fear, we lock ourseles up and we close up. We in fight or flight. I won't go nowhere because I'm scared. I don't know what's going on. They were afraid. They were locked up because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, right? Suddenly... Jesus was standing there among them, and he said, peace be with you, right? And he said, this is what he said. As he spoke in the 20th verse of John chapter 20, he showed them the wounds in his hand, all right, and in his side. He told them, and they filled him. They, they, they had to touch it. Thomas had to touch it. And why was that important, all right? Because they need to know that he was a real person. He wasn't just a fictitious character. He wasn't just deity. He, God wanted them to know, man, that he was real and what they needed to know. Because they had heard of all the spiritual stuff, but they had to know that he was real, right? So he had to show, he said, I want you to touch me, Thomas. Put your hand in my side and know that I'm real, right? I'm not playing with you. This is real business because you about to do something that, it's going to be 2023, and they're still going to be talking about it. 
That's how powerful it's going to be, right? Uh, not, not, this is going to get good. Here you go. Again, he says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. He's getting ready to send them out to do powerful, powerful work. He's going to change lives, right? And then he says, then, now watch this verse 20. Highlight in your Bible, mark it up, do whatever, make it your screenshot, whatever. John chapter 20 and verse 22. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Right? Now, then he said this in verse 23. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, I'm going to go back, and I want to read this here because we're going to tie this thing up and wrap it up real good and tap, put a bow on it. Right? Here's what he said. Then he breathed on them. Everybody say he breathed on them. He breathed on them and said, I want you to receive the power. Everybody say the power. He said, now I'm breathing on you, right? And I want you to receive this power, and this power is going to be so transforming that you're going to be able to forgive people, and they'll be forgiven. That's how powerful it's going to be. Everybody say, ah, man, that that don't mean nothing. Oh, yes. Some people are waiting for you to forgive them. And the only way they're going to be forgiven is going to have to happen through you because you are the one that they offended. Uh, But the the offense is so grievous that you got to have the power of God in you in order for you to do it. So God had to breathe on him because what was going on was so tough, right? And things have happened to you so bad and your situation has been so rough and so tough and people have done things to you. They've lied on you. They've taken things from you and people you trusted and you believed in them and you had confidence and they said they was Christians and, and they loved the Lord and they cross you, right? And here's the problem. And they know they cross you, right? But the only person has power to forgive them, it won't be God, it's going to be you. Because God can forgive them, but they're waiting on you. They say, I know God forgive me, man, but I really need Tasha to forgive me because I really, what I did to her, and I really, really enjoyed her relationship, and we had a great friendship, and we had a really good bond, so I need her to forgive me. And I'm praying to God, and I'm asking God to forgive me, but I need Tasha to forgive me. Well, God says, listen, uh, this thing is tough because in your own humanness, you won't forgive them. Not only will you not forget, you won't forgive. And you say, they would never, ever, they better not never ask me for another dime. They better not never ask me for nothing else in life. I promise you, I will never, ever do it again. I don't care what you say, mama. I don't care what you say, never again. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Right. It takes a God on the inside because you can't change the world without him. Right? So so the power uh, is in you. So now God says, listen, I'm residing in you. He says, and here's the thing. um, You are so powerful, you don't know who you are. Right? But the thing that's disconnecting you, you can't get to Wi-Fi connection. You can't get to power because you won't forgive. He said, he said, you can't get that. He said, I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to give you some power. He said, but I, I can't. He said, because I can't go against my word. Because if you won't forgive me, I won't forgive you. 
He said, my, once I speak it, it's true. He said, I can't move forward. I can't do it. I can't give you the power you need until you forgive. And I gave you the power, and I'm breathing on you. The power to do it. He said, and I'm residing in you. He said, I promise you, I never leave. He said, I'm with you everywhere. Even when you go to sleep at night, I'm there. He said, wherever you go, I'm there. He said, I'm always going to be there. He said, but I need you to understand how important this is in life. Right? He says, in order for you to change the world and not the whole world, the world is your sphere of influence. The world may be your family. Before you can get your family right, you might want to forgive because you don't have the power. You can go to church all you want. And he said, but you can't get your family saved because you won't forgive. You, you want your kids saved. You want your kids delivered. Uh, but you won't forgive your spouse for what they did to you 15 years ago. Oh, you can't forgive your uncle for what he did. He says, I know it was grievous. He said, but I gave you the power to overcome it. He said, I brought you through it. He says, so now I need you to understand that your testimony is going to change some other lives. He says, so I need you to forgive them so I can release the power. But I can't release the power. So what happened is your kids are struggling because of you. Because, because you won't forgive. Because you won't forgive. He says, because I need you. Right? And this, everybody says it's important. Now, uh, so, so I, I don't want you guys to miss this, right? And, and so, uh, uh, Jay, put, on, uh, put Psalms 27 back on the screen, uh, Nari, right? So this is important, all right? And I'm going to wrap this thing up real fast and quick, all right? Now, uh, a father's love, right? He wants us to understand something, right? That it's something about the dad. It's something about him. He's so unique. It's something about him, right? Right? Uh, uh, and, and, the, and when a dad uh, can forgive, it can heal the whole family. Right? And so, uh, but God, being the ultimate God, he says, listen, I'm going to forgive you of what you did that nobody else knew about but you. Don't nobody know about it but you. Right? Don't know, because I didn't reveal this to nobody else. He said, I kept that one, because right, if I had revealed that one, you would have lost your job. Uh, your kids would never speak to you again. You know, your family would never, nobody would deal with you. He said, but, but, I, but I, I forgave you of that, right, and I love you through it. Now what I need you to do is do the same for somebody else, right? Uh, because if you don't do it, uh, nobody can move. Because I move through people. And, and I'm in you all the time. You don't even move. You can't even breathe without me. He said, you can't even walk without me. You think you're smart. You can't even read without me. He said, you can't dance without me. He said, I am the power within you. Right? He, he said, I'm that force that's so strong. Right? He says, and I'm in the mind of man. He said, and I operate. 
right? Uh, and so it's important, right? Uh, and that's why those who really have a relationship with him, you know it, right? Because they are different. And some people can talk about it, right? They can talk about it, but it'll show up in their life. All you do is watch them, all right? And so as they talk about it, the power uh, is not working, right? Because I told my sister, I had a sister, um, was an alcoholic. I told you the story before, and I loved her so much. She's my, she was the love of my life, right? Um, but her, her name was, we called her Nanny, right? And, and Nanny, uh, she knew the Bible uh, like a scholar, like she had been in seminary, and she had never went to seminary, right? And so she could quote scripture and anything else, but she was a severe alcoholic, right? And the thing is, uh, some things that happened to her in her life that had traumatized her and crippled her, right? And the thing is, and she was a mean snake. When she walked on the grass, it died. <laughs> And, and, and so, so she wouldn't forgive, right? Uh, and, and here's the thing. It literally took over her life. It literally, it literally took over her life uh, because she couldn't forgive because what they did, they deserved to die. Right? But God didn't kill them. And the reason why he didn't kill them because he didn't kill you when you deserved to die. Right? Because you had done some things. And you got to remember that you're always representing him. And, 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 and so he says, now listen, uh, let's make a deal. Right? Let's make a deal. If you forgive, I empower. Right? He said, if you forgive, I empower. He says, and then when we make this thing together, us working together, we are unstoppable. All right. He said, we're game changers. If, 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 if we work together as a team, he said, now, listen to me. I know you feel like, he said, but, now I want you to understand this. You have to forgive. I wouldn't care if you're eight years old or 80 years old. Whether you forgive your friend, whoever. You can't move in the power of God until you forgive. Right? And, and that's why he said in that verse that, you, you got, I'm going to give you the power to forgive, right? And because my love uh, now resides in you because I am in you. So when they see you, they say, and I don't need you going around misrepresenting me, telling people you know about me uh, when you're acting a fool like I'm not in you. But you're claiming I am. Well, here's what Jesus said. Some people, Margaret, they serve me with their lips. Uh, they talk it, right? But they don't walk it. You serve me with your lips. He said, but your heart is so far from me. He said, because you won't forgive nobody. He said, here's the thing. Forgiveness is so powerful that it only harms you. Even though the person that did it to you is hurting, forgiveness harms you. Because here's what happens to you. Uh, look, Crystal. I know your name is Little Crystal because you're bigger than Crystal. But anyway, right? So here's the thing. Every time you see them, they arrest you. Every time the person you don't forgive and you see them, you get mad at them. Now they control you and they haven't said a word to you. Even if you don't see them, if you think about them, 
All of a sudden, all the emotions that happened when it happened, it got you again. And it's arresting you, right? So God says, I can't use you in that state. He says, so you got to release it. The only way you can release it, you got to forgive so you can release it so the power can flow. Right? And, and that, that's so important. Now, listen to me. If you don't, uh, you are subject, you have your immune system become so weak in anything. Listen, listen Spencer. Anything can grab a hold to a system when the immune system is weak. And you can go somewhere when your immune system is weak. If it's too cold outside, you can almost get pneumonia. Right? So, uh, and so now your immune system is so weak because uh, you won't forgive and the power is in the forgiving. So you can, it's almost like taking castrol. If, if that's what forgiveness is like. You get it. It don't feel good sometimes, but it'll sure work its way out. It'll it work its way out. And, and so, so now, uh, I'm somebody, and now I can move. Right? And now, here's the thing. Now I can truly, I can truly love. When you can love and really love without no strings attached, you see somebody, you give them a hug, and the hug is genuine. It's a, it's a difference making, right? And because you feel so good when you didn't forgave somebody, right? I, listen, and I'm about to wrap this up. And I'm done. You have to, if you gonna work on behalf of the king, and if God loved you so much, hear me out, hear me out. God forgave you, young people. You know what you did, and your mama didn't know. You should have been molested. You should have been raped. You should have been robbed. You should have been stole. You should have been kidnapped, but God protected you. Because they was intend to kill you. But God protected you. Because you was in a place you had no business being. You was on the phone talking to somebody you had no... You was on the internet FaceTiming and, and sending people pictures, and you know you had no business doing it. Now they got all your address. It's only about the grace of God. Right? Now, I need some power to overcome all of this craziness. The thing is, once I release and I forgive you for crossing me, whatever, I go back, and I think back in my mind, everything, that whatever, whatever you did, because you don't have no power over me anymore, I'm going to forgive you. And sometimes, here's what I do. Now, I'm not talking about you. Sometimes, I call somebody up and I bless them. On purpose, right? I do some really good uh, uh, and bless them like never before. And what it does is I can feel the energy. I can feel the power. It's almost like I can feel it when it comes. It's almost like I get energized, right? And imagine, imagine this. Now I didn't say uh, go back and get back into a relationship with them. I said forgive them. And don't, don't get it twisted. He said, well, y'all think I should go back. No, some people, God, he, he broke it, and he said, get rid of it. I told, that was it. I cut this one loose. But I still want you to forgive them and don't let them have power over you no more. I know what he did to me was so grievous. What she did was so bad. Oh, my God. Ooh, they hurt me so bad. Well, guess what? 
Thank God I'm delivered. So since I'm delivered, I can move it. You took all my money. It wasn't mine anyway, it was God's money. And then he restores. Everybody say restores. They took the job, he restored. Now, somebody said, well, you don't know what I'm going through right now. I know. But if you forgive, then you get to see the power of the work. Once you forgive and genuinely forgive, some of you guys are sick because you won't forgive. The doctor don't even know what's wrong with you. They didn't check you. They didn't run all kind of tests. They didn't get you all kind of medicine. Nothing worked because what it is is you got some unforgiveness inside of you. And, what is, and it's making you sicker and sicker and sicker. Some of it turned into cancer. All kind of disease. Those diseases, those are lying demons, right? They come to destroy you. God said, I come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So if these things are going on and stuff, I need to figure out what this. I tell you, uh, uh, unforgiveness is attached to it. So I challenge you. Since God loved you so much that he forgave you, why don't you be Jesus with skin on it? Because Jesus is, is the spirit that resides in us. And then I remember, uh, and it's like, and my daughter told me one time, she said, Dad, uh, I had this experience, and I said, I just want to save the family. Right? Uh, guy just comes in, he starts to work, you're like, oh, my God, I get to see the beauty of him. The colors are brighter. Right? Uh, the things are so much better. I feel, I'm, I can't wait to see, I can't wait to do, because that what we, that's what we need. And that's what's wrong with a lot of us. Kids as well as adults. Now, 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 everybody stand to your feet. Now, I want you guys, I want you to do your research. I'm going to send you on a research journey. Right? The Catholic Church uh, was a very, very powerful institution. Here's what they said, a uh, young lady. She in my eye, right behind Tati. Got an arm folded. Here's what the Catholic Church said. She put her arm down. She said, you got me, you're tricking me. <laughs> I ain't the one. You ain't going to get me. She did this real fast. She's like, who you talking about? <laughs> right. The Catholic Church they, Ava, here's what the Catholic Church says. If you give us your child to day seven, we got him for a lifetime. Because they knew if they can down, that, that's why you kids don't realize what's going on. You think because you're young, it don't matter. The enemy wants to get you while you're young. If I can get your mind while you're young, then I got you for a lifetime. You start, you start doing stuff now, take a couple pills now, and got dog it, you ain't, they ain't got enough pills for you to take. You can't take them fast enough. You can't do it. You can't smoke enough weed. I know I ain't lying. You can't smoke enough weed. You can't get it fast enough. Right? Now you, you're stealing money from everywhere trying to get it. You, you ain't got enough money to get it. The enemy done trick you into making you do something, and then he's taking you down the journey. Now, if you forgive your friend and forgive people and watch God work inside of you, give your life to God. Everybody say give your life to God. And let him be the God of your life. Trust him. Everybody said trust him. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much. 
You're so amazing. You're such a blessing. Your love is so great, you forgave us. When we were in our weakest moments, when we did some things that we thought nobody knew anything about, you forgave us because you wanted us to be difference makers. So now we're asking you, Lord, to give us, give us the desire and the passion to forgive like you gave, forgave, and love like you love, and realize that something's going on and we need your power. So, Lord, we thank you. So I'm asking you right now to come into our heart, every single person in this room, and heal in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We praise you, magnify you, give you glory. Amen. Amen. amen, amen, and amen. I want to get a Lord hand clap. I want some people to come up, those who really believe in prayer, especially our prayer words, come up. And maybe someone, uh, you need someone to pray with you uh, because you, did, you don't tell them what it is. That's between you and God. I don't want you to confess your sins to nobody but God. Everybody say God. I just want you to come up and ask them to touch and agree with you. Uh, so you have the power to forgive and ask God to come into your life. And if you just want them to just touch and agree and just leave, you don't even want them to pray for you, you just want them to touch and agree. The altar is open for you. Lord, as we prepare our offering for you, we thank you for blessing us financially to be able to do the work we do. Thank you for everyone that's contributed to our ministry helping us be able to help other people. And we thank you. We thank you for all those who came today. Thank you for all those who forgiven and all those who being healed and delivered. And Lord, as we leave this place, but never your presence, we ask you to be with us, guide us and guard us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See yourself dismissed. The altar is open for those who like prayer or someone to just touch and agree with you.